Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, what's up, church? We're so glad that you're with us today. And I know I joked about it earlier about having Lauren here with me because she's the person that I fight with the most. And, and honestly, we don't fight all that much, not to just be real. But man, she brings so much to the conversation and I couldn't imagine doing this talk without having her here and, and for us to really share some of the things that we navigate in our marriage and things that we've learned from our parents and things that we've learned from mentors and mm-hmm. from the Bible and from Jesus' example and so many different areas. And so it's been, it, it's important to me to have you here. So I'm really stoked that we get to do this together. But we've been in this series called Intentions. And we've talked about a lot of great things, things like most relationships drift towards expectations rather than their intentions. We've talked about one of the greatest enemies of a healthy relationship is assumption, that we just assume these things. And so we, we act on those, even though we don't know for sure that's, that's what's happening. And then last week, I love what Dave said, that many couples are unhappy in their sex life. But few actually talk about it. Few actually have those legitimate conversations about, hey, what, what, what an ideal sex life, what would that look like? And so it's, it's really been a great series for us and it's encouraged us in our conversations and the way that we work with each other through things. But let's be real, all couples fight. Right. There's always yeah. that one couple that you run into and they're like, we, we don't ever, fight. never, ever. We've never fought about anything. Ever. And it's like, you know what? That's cool. I, I used to say you're a liar, but not anymore. <laughs> I don't say that anymore. Now it's like, OK, that's cool. Just give it time. Just give it time, because honestly, we all are going to hit those seasons. And like I said, Lauren and I don't fight a right. lot. We really don't. And there are long stretches of time, long seasons where we're on the same page and, and things are good. And outside of like a little hiccup here of like, mm, the Starbucks sounds really nice. And I missed the hint. Like outside of that, that still working on it. Right. <laughs> but still, like we have these really good seasons. But then there are other times. Mm-hmm. There are other times where there's so much going on and there's outside pressure and there's stressors from work and there's mm-hmm. stressors from having young kids and yeah. whatever it is, things that we're dealing with in our own insecurities, and we'll talk a lot about some of those things, but it leads to this period of time where we're extra sensitive and everything feels like an attack or everything feels Mm -hmm. like a jab or or something like that. And so how many of you have ever had a dumb fight though? Like, have you ever just fought about something that's absolutely ridiculous? Well, we just had one about a month ago And it was probably one of the most frustrating fights that we've had in a long time because of exactly where it took place and what was going on at the time because I worked really hard, okay? So like (laughs) a month ago, Lauren's birthday was about a month ago, and I had been working on this secret plan of renting this like bougie hotel room for one night because that's all I possibly could afford. (laughs) And I stacked all my little pennies together to get it. And we're like on the water in La Jolla, overlooking the ocean, this awesome hotel room. And it was, it was awesome. And so I surprised you 
Yeah, I had no idea. No clue. So we worked it out. Mom was watching the kids. It was perfect. So that Friday night, it was awesome. Except for like when we pulled up to the hotel. It looked kind of sketch. Yeah. But as we got to the section that we, we rented the room, it was awesome. I wasn't sure where he was bringing us. Right. I, it looked like we were going to get killed. It, yeah. just, it was kind of strange. But the hotel area, it was like halfway renovated. And where you pull in was the unrenovated spot. Right. And so, <laughs> yes, it looked very strange. And so, anyways, we go into the room. She's shocked. It's amazing. We ordered dinner mm-hmm. from this nice place. We had dinner by candlelight overlooking the ocean. It was a good, fellas, it was a good night, right? Like, it was, everything went beautiful. The issues came the next morning. Right. So, my whole plan was, hey, babe, you don't get to sleep in very much, so you sleep in. I'm going to go get breakfast. I'm going to bring it. It's going to be like breakfast in bed, and it's going to be all nice and awesome. And so it kind of started out that way. Like, you slept in a little yeah. bit. And then I went and got breakfast. And on the drive, it was just really frustrating. Like, Siri took me the dumbest way through all kinds of traffic, and I was frustrated. I had to park mm-hmm. in a weird spot. So I got the food, and I got back in the car. And then when I was coming back, it was like a homicide scene. There was caution tape everywhere and like I'm, it just was so frustrating and so I got back to the room and I was kind of in a funk yeah and immediately Lauren felt like I was in a funk and so she assumed yeah I'm like dang what did I do right like, I thought we had a good time like mm-hmm. what's going on like I, I don't understand I was so confused I'm like <laughs> finally we get a night away just the two of us yeah. in this beautiful place I don't understand what's happening yeah. right now yeah. and so she kind of calls me on it, which is, is what we do. And I was like, oh, babe, you're right. I, I don't know why I'm in a funk. My bad. Let me take a shower. Because for me, yeah. a shower is a reset button. Right. And so I took a shower and I came out and I'm like, wow, what's up? What's going go. on? And she, she wasn't over it. Like, it was not over. And yeah. so it was still like this awkward tension. And then we get into this serious conversation. And it's just it's just a tailspin. Like, it's just going downhill. And so she's like, well, what are we, what are we going to do next? And I'm like, well, this is kind of it. Like, we got to go home. Mom has an appointment she's got to go to. I don't know. What do you mean? Not to mention our breakfast was bad. Our breakfast was we bad. We got breakfast from this place that we love, we will not yes. name. We love their food. It's amazing. And, like, the breakfast was so bad. I was so upset. So it was just, like, one little thing after another. After another. So we just sucked it up. We're like, you know what? It's just going to be a rough morning. We're arguing about foolishness. And Lauren's like, hey, hey, I want a Better Buzz coffee. And so we went to Better Buzz. And I just, like, dropped her off because there's a massive line. Mm -hmm. And it took 25 minutes. I did an online order. And literally, I waited 30 minutes. It was And so then crazy. I was like, oh, great. This is like, so she jumps to, to top it off. She assumes that I'm going to be frustrated because it took so long. And so she gets in the car and it's like this tension. And it's like, how do we just have this amazing mm-hmm. night? And mm-hmm. it end up in this drag out fight driving home from La Jolla, frustrated with each other. Or more over, of a quiet fight. Yeah. We just didn't talk much. Which is awkward. It's a, it yeah. was just so frustrating. <laughs> and it was like one of those times that's like, this was the dumbest fight ever. Yeah. Like, this is just so dumb. We just ruined mm-hmm. the back half of this amazing right. trip, trip in town, staycation yeah. <laughs> night, and, and it was done. Mm-hmm. How many of you have had that fight? Yeah. Like, it's always on the heels of something amazing. And the issue is, and, and, and there's a key question, is in those seasons, 
do you fight fair or do you fight dirty? Do you fight fair or do you fight dirty? And, and we, we yeah. jotted down some notes about healthy ways to fight and unhealthy ways to fight. So, babe, what are some healthy ways that we, we can fight? Yeah, so when you think about a healthy fight, like what does that look like to you? Sometimes when you think healthy fight, you're like, well, fighting is not healthy at all. Like, mm. you know, what does that look like? Or maybe some constructive fights. Like what are some things that we can just talk about and hash out some people the thought of fighting is scary and some there's misconceptions around what fighting actually is right um disagreements whatever it is arguments but some healthy ways to really fight or hash out those disagreements are really to look at what are your motives yeah. in this situation are your motives really pure are they right. there to seek resolution between the two of you right. are they really trying to seek out um hearing the other person and what yeah. they really have to say and hearing their heart and not just what you think their intentions are trying to do. Um, because a lot of times we get our intentions mixed up. We have an ulterior motive sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's really trying to approach a fight or a disagreement with, let me hear you out. Let For me sure. hear what you have to say. This is how I feel currently right now. And how can we come to an agreement? Sometimes you have to agree to disagree yeah. And a lot of those things aren't very important things. It's a very important topic that you guys need to find some common ground on. For sure, need to try to fight for that together. But yeah, it's it's having that clean, healthy fight where right. it's not yelling and bashing and tear, tearing each other down. It's really finding a way to like really hear the other person. Right, and on the flip side, an unhealthy would be manipulative, mm -hmm. dirty, trying to bring up like, old things like right. bring up that old laundry and and just you're not trying to to solve the fight right. you're trying to win the fight yeah. and there's a completely different agenda when mm -hmm. you're in a conversation with your spouse or with your significant other and you're trying to win mm -hmm. right you're trying to prove your point and you want to just make it abundantly yeah. clear i'm going to deliver the knockout blow of why mm -hmm. i'm right and we understand this and, and have been through this because early on in our marriage, this was an issue that I wanted to win the fight because I didn't ever want to be wrong. Surprise, surprise, as a man, he doesn't want to be wrong. And so I would use my communication to shut her down to the point that she's like, well, I guess I'm always wrong. And it was this unhealthy way of dealing with things where for me, I had to learn to just shut up, right? Like I just needed to be quiet and hear her heart and, and check my motives of, am I trying to actually get things right for us or am I just trying to be right? And so you have to, mm -hmm. you have to really dig into those things. You have to recognize yeah. that about yourself. Do you fight dirty? And if so, you have to check yourself. And I think a lot of it's like, we have to look at our past a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what did that look like in our families growing up yeah. for, for us? Like I grew up in the South. So you like kind of beat around the bush. You don't really say a lot of like how you're really feeling in that moment. You just kind of like try to gently sugarcoat everything and without really feeling like you're getting to the heart of how you really feel. Yeah. Um, where Danny's from, he's from the South, but New Orleans is its own place. You yeah. know, it's like Vegas, you know? And so it's, he was used to being able to not have to filter right. those words that he would say. So we came into it with a completely different approach yeah. and completely different mindset. And For so sure. I think you have to look at your marriage and look at your past and say, this is what a fighting looked like in my family right. or the way I grew up. How can we 
like learn to fight together right bridge that gap yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure so there's some important conversations that we need to have about why we fight and i think there's there's a myriad of reasons but there's some really key ones that we want to dig in so lean in take some notes this is going to be really really good these are things that we talk about all the time and so the first one is unmet expectations Mm -hmm. unmet expectations i love this quote that we found from brene brown it says disappointment is unmet expectations and the more significant the expectations the more significant the disappointment and when you think about that we all have unmet mm-hmm. expectations whether it's in our finances we we hoped our finances were going to look a certain way or in our job we we thought we'd find more fulfillment from our job and it's not happening so those expectations become a disappointment mm-hmm. and our sex life, mm-hmm. like in the, we, we came into this, Dave talked about it, we come into it with baggage, kind of with this thought of what it's going to look like. And when it doesn't live up to that, instead of communicating and talking through it, we just feel disappointed mm-hmm. and discouraged and like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And it just leads to this built up frustration in, in your parenting. This is one that, that Lauren and I navigate now, you know, both of our girls have polar opposite personalities <laughs> yep. and we're trying to figure out how to parent them and, and the majority of the time we yeah. agree but then there's times that we don't right. and so it's like well I kind of expected we'd be on the same page mm-hmm. well guess what we can't always and that's where we we work right. through it together even your dates you're going on dates and you you expected it to look a certain way and it blows up because breakfast was terrible and the drive <laughs> was awful and you know, it just turns into this this strange thing. How do you handle those unmet expectations? So there's a key question that I want us to, to jump in. I'd love for Lauren to answer this. How have you communicated your expectations and intentions with your significant other? I feel like sometimes we have this subconscious expectation. Mm-hmm. It's things that we haven't really talked about or we haven't voiced. It's this, the assuming of like, they should know, like they should know we've been together. We've been us. We've been married almost 13 years. They should know where my head's at right now or where my heart's at. Like, why are they not catching on? And let's be real. Us women are complicated, right? Yes. Like one minute we're excited. They did the dishes. The next minute we're not, you know, like whatever it is, it's, we can always take my womanhood. Yeah. You're taking my womanhood away. I'm not a mother right now. Whatever it is, we, us women are all over the place and it's, it's really crazy sometimes. And we gotta, we gotta work on that woman, but it's really difficult to really let the others, other spouse know like where you're at and what you need from them. Yeah. And so a lot of times expectation sounds like a strong word yeah. and it is, we, we end up putting these unmet expectations on a flawed person right. that we cannot expect them to live up to perfection. For sure. And so we have to do our best of really fostering that idea of like, Hey, this is what I really need from you yeah. and not in a negative context. Yeah. I love, I love the words of James one, Verse 19, it says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So we get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. And I think so many times... 
I know we've done it and, and I know you guys have done it because you're humans. You hear a conversation like this and you're like, oh man, yeah, you're right. I need to work on that. But then you don't ever do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like reading yeah. the word of God. It's reading this great mm-hmm. knowledge and this wisdom that comes from God. And it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And we don't do it intentionally. Right. It just happens. We just, we lean into our habits. We lean into mm-hmm. to those areas. And so it's really important for us to, to understand that we need to be quick to listen, mm-hmm. slow to speak, but then actually put it into action. One of the truths that, that I think is important for us, a, a key shift for us, is to shift from you language to I language. It, it's understand yeah. and be willing to grow at their pace, mm-hmm. right? Like so many times we have this conversation and then we walk away and we talk about it as a couple and it's like, oh, this is really good. We need to work on it. And it's like, well, get it done. Mm-hmm. Change. You, right. you heard it. Mm-hmm. Pastor Danny said, Pastor <laughs> Lauren said, I mean, get it right, bro. What you doing? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, 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 no. We have to shift from the you language to I. Mm-hmm. You know what? What I took away from that is that I need to do right. this. I need to grow in this mm-hmm. and, and understand. And, and Lauren and I have to do this for each other, that what she's working on and she communicates that to me. Hey, babe, I'm, I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. this. I can't fast forward that process. I don't get to hit the speed up button. And we, right. we live in this. Our girls are struggling with this because they love watching like Netflix or Disney Plus or things like that, and there's no commercials. Well, I purposefully make them watch commercials because you need to experience that pain. Not everything can be immediate gratification, and we fail to realize that in our relationships. Yeah. There's no microwaving right. this process. Right. It takes time, and I have to be willing to go, hey, I know you're working on that, and Tuesday, you were great. Wednesday, not so much. <laughs> Thursday, it was pretty good. Friday, like I need to be willing to let her grow and, and her right. allow me to grow mm-hmm. at our own pace. Right. I think one thing we have to realize about the I versus you language is that I language really removes that blame. Yeah. You know, when you're consistently like, you did this, you did this, yeah. you did this, and pointing the finger, it immediately builds up walls. Yes. And for most men, it just causes them to shut down and, right. and stop communicating altogether. For sure. Because if, in your, if you're in a position where you consistently feel like you just can't do something right, yeah. there is no resolve. Yeah. And so I think removing that you language is so important because at the end of the day, you're doing this thing together. Exactly. And you can't help each other grow if you're consistently pointing blame at each other. Right. Right. No, it's really good. The second source we feel like of fights is this really tough word of self-centeredness the reality that we kind of get caught up in our own deal we kind of get up in our own agenda our own feelings we we get all in those and we don't have the perspective of what's happening in the other person's life look at this uh passage of scripture from philippians 3 it says don't be selfish that's a good start don't be (laughs) selfish don't try to impress others be humble Thinking of others as better than yourself. Wait, that's really, that's kind of hard, right? Yeah. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big deal. To have the same attitude that Jesus did. And, And I think for so many of us, 
that's a really hard thing to do, to, to mm-hmm. not be selfish, to try to not impress others, mm-hmm. to not elevate ourselves, to to live with this humility. And, and it feels like it should be easy in our relationships with one another, but it's really not because we we're trying to get what we need, those deep deals that's happening, those insecurities, those fears, those internal battles, those crazy battlefields of the mind. We're trying to get that solved. And a lot of times we put that pressure Mm -hmm. on our spouse. Mm -hmm. Look at this truth on the screen. If you don't like what you're getting, evaluate what you're giving. If you don't like what you're getting in your relationship, evaluate what you're giving to it. That's kind of hard to take in a little bit because it's really thinking about really in this situation, what are you as a person not really thinking through? Are you Mm -hmm. only thinking about yourself? You know, are you not thinking about the other person? What do you actually need to work on in this relationship? It's so easy to pick out the flaws of the other person and feel like that we're not doing anything wrong. So we really have to take a hard look at really how we're navigating our relationship and where we can improve. Right. One of the, we do this in the healthy season. The healthiest season of Lauren and I's marriage Mm -hmm. are the ones where we're serving each other. Mm -hmm. When we're prioritizing each other's needs over fighting for our own deal and that's it's not easy right it's not easy because we we want to feel heard and we and we'll talk about that here in just a second we want to feel heard we want to feel accepted we want to feel validated all of these things and it's like we we end up fighting for ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than allowing our spouse to be the one who fights for us Mm -hmm. but when we have those good seasons where i'm prioritizing what she needs and she's doing the same for me it's really healthy because there's not this this mindset or this attitude of, well, who's going to take care of me? Mm-hmm. Well, she is. Mm-hmm. And I am for her. And, and it's this really healthy th- thing. So this key question, what does it look like to serve your spouse? What does it look like t- for you to live with their health and their well-being being at mm-hmm. the center of, of your life? Yeah. And I think for us, we've talked a lot about the five love languages and what are those things that that our spouse really gets a lot out from us, whether it's words words of affirmation Mm -hmm. or quality time or whatever it is. How can we serve them in those capacities? You know, if you're serving someone, and I think you mentioned this last week, if you're serving someone out of a need that you want met, it's not going to land. And so really figuring out for yourself and for your spouse, what are those things that you need out of relationship? And is it words of affirmation that are going to really mean a lot? Or is it, I just need more quality time with you to put the phone down and just be with me. Just figuring out what those things are are so vital in a relationship. For sure. Look at this truth. When we get caught up in what's happening to us, we miss out on what God wants to do through us. Mm -hmm. When we get caught up in, in what's happening with me, and instead of me sharing that burden with my wife, instead of me going, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, instead of me doing that, I'm holding it in and going, you're not doing what I need. Mm-hmm. You see where that self-centered leads to these right. fights and this struggle. Jesus understood that when we served and we lived like him, which was so sacrificial, it was mm-hmm. so humble, it was such a picture of being a servant, it pushes away pride. 
It pushes away fighting for your own agenda. And it's it's really, really important because we live in this culture that demands us to wave our own banner, to speak our own truths, to fight for us because no one else is going to fight for us, to to take on this mentality that it's it's us against the world. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not how Jesus modeled mm-hmm. his life. It isn't about us. Jesus, the creator of the world, humbled himself to a cross and, and sacrificed himself for people who did not deserve the love that he gives us. And this is what he models. And, and more than just the cross, in the way that he led his ministry, in the way he led mm-hmm. his disciples, how he served his community constantly. He put the needs of others ahead of his own. And he knew that between the Lord and the people that he, the, the Lord had surrounded him with, with God, he's going to be okay. Like his needs will be met. And for us, God has placed key people in your lives, one of them being your spouse, that helps to fulfill those needs if you give them the opportunity. Right. Moving forward, this is a huge one, this, this third one that probably we deal with a lot the yeah. most in our relationship, and it's comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparison is a huge one. And look at this truth. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. The quickest way to destroy something special is to compare it to something else. Comparison will absolutely wreck your relationship because you're taking something that's precious and holy and has this beautiful potential of you guys being one in mind and heart and soul and purpose and you're driving towards that and you have to recognize that when you compare it to other relationships and other situations other things you see on tv or what you read in a book when you're comparing it it robs it of its specialness and and i think this key question is is so important how many times have you seen comparison actually help your relationship Never. Never. It's just never. <laughs> never. Like it never happens. And mm-hmm. and my guess for you is that that's you've been your same experience. But what's driving that? What's driving behind that? Why are you comparing? Mm-hmm. And and we wrote down a couple of notes here. It's it's maybe you're missing that validation of your hard work. Right? You feel like no one sees what I'm doing. My husband doesn't recognize how hard I'm working and what I'm putting into this and what I'm doing. So you're seeking that validation. And so you compare it right. to another. What else? What are some of the other ones that we were? Some in? are those just you're unfulfilled. Yeah. You know, that maybe work isn't going well. Your job's not going the way you want it to. Life just seems like it's unraveling. Yeah. And we, we feel so unfulfilled personally that we take it out on the other person. And it's kind of like, well, this isn't fair. Right. You know, things seem to be great for them or they get to do the things that we wish we could do. Whatever those things are, we start comparing our life to theirs when our life should be coexisting together. Right, right. And sometimes... If we're just being honest, our comparison is just trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to be right. Yeah. We're just trying to make it clear of, hey, you don't recognize this, so let me compare it mm-hmm. to something in order for you to recognize it. And it's just it's just not healthy. Right. It never leads to a healthy relationship. It never leads to a healthy conversation mm-hmm. because that other person mm-hmm. is either going to bristle up with defensiveness or they're going to fight back. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put some other comparisons on the table. And it just doesn't, 
it doesn't help. Right. And I think that there's some different layers of comparison. For one, it's it's the comparison between the two of you. And then yeah. others, it gets really dangerous when you really start to compare your relationship against other relationships. Yeah. Or especially when you start to compare your spouse against other spouses For or sure. other friends' spouses. Um, when you find yourself there, that's when you really need to start seeking yeah. some help because that can get really to a dangerous place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There are some important conversations that come out of those comparisons when you look at, mm -hmm. okay, this is unveiling some insecurity. Mm -hmm. This is unveiling right. some need for validation. Mm -hmm. This is unveiling some important things. And, and one of the things that we wrote down is that you should, in, in comparison, you should take inventory mm -hmm. of your surroundings, right? Like take inventory of what's going on. It, are you in a season where there's a lot of outside pressure? Right. There's a lot of mm -hmm. outside stressors. There's things that are just contributing to these feelings that are there those are all real right. those are important they're important to put on the table and go hey i don't think this has as much to do mm -hmm. with us as it right. has to do with what's happening in life mm -hmm. but with that said that's not an excuse for bad behavior right it's not an excuse for us to still use it as a weapon mm -hmm. it's just an awareness and a perspective mm -hmm. in order to help us get to that deeper resolution yes. that we need to find. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that we see when it comes to comparison, and a lot of times when a marriage is struggling, is that they want to air the dirty laundry, right? right. They want to bring the past mm -hmm. into the present. They want to, do you remember that time mm -hmm. you did? Well, this time wasn't as bad as last time. And, and do you remember, like, I know this is bad and I know I messed up, but do you remember what you did? Like, right. Like we, right. we yeah. do that. And there's a, a powerful <laughs> scripture in Colossians 3 verse 12 that says, you are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable. I, I just want to tattoo that word on every single person. Unoffendable. unoffendable. I didn't know that that was actually a word. I love that word. Unoffendable. You can't offend me. I'm unoffendable. I love it. <laughs> Please, Lord, we need more people like that. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another mm -hmm. in the same way you've been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Look at this truth. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget. It means that you're opening yourself to heal. Mm -hmm. and I think so many times we feel like, well, if I forgive them for this, then they're off the hook. What, what hook? Right. What, what are we trying to accomplish mm -hmm. by letting them off of a hook? It's not forgiveness in order for them. Let, we, we found some really powerful quotes. Lauren, why don't you read that first one from Rick Warren? He says, forgiveness must be immediate. Whether or not a person asks for it, Trust must be re rebuilt over time. Mm -hmm. Trust requires a track record. If someone hurts you repeatedly, you are commanded by God to forgive them instantly. But you are not expected to trust them immediately, and you are not expected to continue allowing them to hurt you. It's Kia, and from the famous T.D. Jakes, I love this. He's so eloquent. You should say it in his voice. I can't do that. Oh, I man, wish I could. I don't. My voice doesn't go that deep. <laughs> I think the first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. 
Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift you give yourself. I love that, man. Like, that's, it's so strong and it's so powerful. And both of these leaders are communicating to us that forgiveness is not something that someone has to earn. We've been given the greatest forgiveness of all. And so we get the opportunity to give that not only as a gift to them, but to ourselves. Because when we hold on to those things, when we try to air our dirty laundry, when we try to bring in other situations into this one, well, do you remember when you and and, man, that's just not Mm -hmm. helpful. Mm -hmm. It's not beneficial. And so that idea of forgiving one another, it should come easily. Mm -hmm. But for some of you, you're walking through situations where it's it's far more difficult to forgive. And, and I want to say to you that forgiveness is the gift and it's a gift for you and it's a gift for them. But that trust, exactly what Rick Warren is saying, it's built back. Right. Like you, you have to build that. It doesn't mean that it's like, okay, everything's all good now. No, 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 no. It just means you're forgiven because I've been forgiven. And so I think it's really important in that conversation of comparison that we don't keep trying to drag those things back in. Either you're going to let it go and forgive and allow that trust to be built back, or you're just poisoning yourself and poisoning your relationship by holding on to things that God has called us to forgive. Well, that's really hard. I, I don't want to forgive them. Well, I hear you. I'm sure there's times where God doesn't want to forgive us because we're dumb and we just keep doing the same things. But his love is so great. And the mark of true maturity, as we saw in that, that verse, is that love, that, that forgiving love. So as we wrap up today, what are some of the ways that we can find solutions to our fights? What are some of the ways that that we can just Mm -hmm. maybe get ahead of it, like pre-solutions to the fight? And the first one is that you communicate what a healthy relationship looks like to you. I think that's so important. And and we won't go super deep into all these because we've talked a lot about this. We've had two weeks where we talked about the importance of communication. But communicate to each other, what does a healthy relationship look like? Like when I dream of mm-hmm. us having a healthy relationship, what does it look like? And the key in that is that you remove, you right. said it earlier, remove that mm-hmm. pressure of expectation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not painting a picture for someone. When you go, I'm demanding you yeah. to do this. This is the mm-hmm. expectation. That's far different than, you know what would be awesome? Right. You know what would be really cool? Mm-hmm. You know what would be like... I think it would really help us if when we are getting into these seasons, we mm-hmm. like that's a whole right. different ball game yeah. to you mm-hmm. didn't do this. Right. right. Mm-hmm. What's the second one that we were looking at? Second one is celebrate the good and commit to working on the bad. Yeah. We can all admit that sometimes things are good and sometimes things are bad. And sometimes when they're bad, they feel really bad. Yeah. And so really commit to really encouraging each other on those yeah. good times. And then on the bad times, just thinking, you know those good times? Like, I want it to be like that. Yeah. So how can we get back there? We got off sure. track a little bit. Let's recognize that. And together, let's do this to get back on track. For sure. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren talked about the love languages, and you, you guys know where we, we, what we feel about those. But on top of all that, guys, the third one is to pursue her with words of affection. Mm-hmm. Words of affection. Even if she's not like a words of affirmation person. Everybody likes to be told they're beautiful. <laughs> like, nobody is going to be mad if you roll up in the room and you're like, Ooh, girl, you fine. <laughs> like, nobody's going to be sure. like, oh, why are you saying that? 
right? Like pursue her with words of affection. And the key for us guys is like non-sexual affection. And some of you are like, what? What is that? Can you unpack that for me? (laughs) Like, can you say something kind and loving and encouraging Mm -hmm. about your spouse that isn't with the agenda of hopefully this leads somewhere, right? right. Like mm-hmm. showing those that affection to her, that she knows the value that she has to you. And I, one of the key things that we've worked on is, especially for me, I need that word because. Mm-hmm. I think you're yeah. beautiful because. I think you're awesome because. I'm proud of you because. And when you fill in that blank, when you walk into the kitchen, when you walk in from work and you're like, man, I missed you today. I missed you today because you... Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. Man, that just changes mm-hmm. the atmosphere in the yeah. room. And so pursue her with words of affirmation, of, of affection. And I think for us ladies, we need to pursue, pursue our men with words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, he talked about words of affection for women. For men, we need to pursue them words of affirmation. Some men just try to like be all meaty mm-hmm. and try to like, I don't need any words of affirmation. I'm good. But I think that many men really hide their insecurities behind false pride and empathy and apathy. And we don't really even think yeah. about that. You know, there's a lot yeah. of pride there. Men struggle with insecurity just as much as women do. Yes. And I feel like that's something that we don't talk about enough yeah. um, because a lot of men don't want to admit that. Some of us women don't want to admit that. Right. But I think really giving your men words of affirmation is so strong. And the biggest thing that men need from us is just that respect factor, just calling out that greatness in them and affirming them for what they're doing in their purpose and, and how much he means to your, you and your life or your family or what impact that they're having at work, whatever it is, like make sure that you call out greatness in that. It it makes a big difference and, and how your husbands will then respond to you as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the last one is this, Commit to fighting fair. Mm-hmm. Commit to fighting fair. Like, as simple as that, commit to, to not going to the unhealthy road, not doing the things that maybe have led to, to bigger fights and, mm-hmm. and have brought in other situations. Understand that if you win the argument, you both lost. Right. If you come out of a conversation and you can sit back on the sofa and you go to separate rooms and you're like, mm-hmm. Got him. Got him. Got him on that one. He ain't got nothing to say now. You both lost. Right. You both lost. We have to understand that we're fighting for each other, not against each other. And so commit to fighting fair. Understand that fights are going to come. This idea that you're never going to fight, it's just not going to happen. You can be the healthiest people in the world. You never know what's just going to come in and rock your foundation, what's going to come into your life. And it's like, Whoa, what is that? And, and you have to adjust and, and navigate those things. And it brings up insecurities and fears and, and just bad mental places mm-hmm. and bad mental health that you guys have to work yeah. through together. And sometimes it just comes out and I don't know what I need. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. And we just kind of we're off. And because we're off, we just kind of argue about yeah. stupid Starbucks runs. It's like, <laughs> how did we get here? And, and it just leads to deeper and deeper things. Mm-hmm. You're going to fight. Yeah. It's OK. If you're fighting every single day of your life, we probably need to talk about that a little <laughs> bit. But you are going to fight. But choose to fight fair. Let your fights. It sounds so weird. But let your fights be intentional. That there's a purpose behind your fights. That you're purposefully moving towards health. Right. 
you can choose to do that. And we hope that this conversation has maybe sparked something for you that just ensures and, and lets you know that, okay, man, we can do this. Yeah. We can make it through it. Let me pray for you guys as we wrap up today and we'll throw it back to the host. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for every marriage, for every person who's hearing these words. I pray for those who are dating and they're in this season where they're trying to discover whether or not this person that they're with is the person that they're going to marry, that they're going to spend the rest of their life with, that they're going to commit to. God, I pray that as they navigate these tricky seasons of life, that you would give them uh, just perspective, that you would give them wisdom, and that you would give them the words to say, that we would become more like you, where we wouldn't be fighting for our own selves, our own needs, our own things, but that we'd be able to present those to one another and share that together with one another, that it would be a burden that we carry together rather than using it against one another. God, we believe that you can do incredible and powerful things. We pray for every marriage that's represented here. That God, that you would draw them closer together than they've ever been before. That as they fight, that they would fight fair and that they would fight with a plan and a purpose and intentionally moving towards the health that you called us to. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.